Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. The clouds, almost like they start to coalesce to form the silhouette of a colossal nebulous dragon just floating in a dark abyss. As a colossal enemy from the clouds shock the crew. The image of the dragon immediately starts to uncoalesce and disappear back into the cloud. Phantasmal killer or some shit? And as giant soldiers surrounded the heroes. Out of the sky, just to the south of where Nestor and Baron are standing, this beautiful blue bird starts to spin wildly until it forms the shape of a whirlwind. You are surrounded by this whipping cyclone of air. And as giant soldiers surrounded the heroes. Two cloud giants double move out of the sky itself and rush directly underneath you, Metra, in the direction of Nestor, Baron, and Sir Will. Their beautiful and fearsome leader emerged. And you see, as she's coming out of invisibility, she looks at her hand and a fistful of stars appear in her hand. The adventure continues. She just takes them and blows them upwards towards Metra. No. Yo, what is up, Nash? It's your good buddy Joe just hopping on here for a quick second before the episode to let you know that we're headed to Boston this weekend. Once again, we'll be back at the Paradise Rock Club, which I love. Uh, Boston Joe will be in attendance for what is sure to be a wild show and a wild night. There are still tickets available if you go to glasscannonnetwork.com slash tour. You can find out all the information on general admission tickets. There are actually a couple VIPs still available. And come on, you know what they say. The the real party is the after party. So so get yourself a VIP ticket if you've never done it before. Uh, and there's also standing room tickets for this show for the first time ever at the Paradise. They've opened up the balcony to us and those tickets are only 25 bucks ahead so if you want to come and check us out please do again it's glasscannonnetwork.com slash tour we'll see you this weekend my wife isn't feeling well today she was a little under the weather before i left to come to the office uh but i was like uh, she was like i'm fine i'm fine fine." and then when i got here uh and started getting ready to record it she did like started to spiral and she's thrown up and stuff and so i just feel like horribly guilty that i'm here uh working because i know it's got to be just impossible with two kids and you just you're not feeling it because like there are days when i'm 
hung over and not feeling it. And uh, it's just you know, hor- it's just horrible. So I'm checking with her right before we start recording. And she's like, yeah, I'm alive. Dash just went down for a nap. And then Grant's like, all right, let's get some silence. And we started. And then she texted, we have no milk. And Archer just dumped a bag of powdered sugar on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No. Powdered sugar is so much worse than regular sugar. So much worse. Just reading that. Like, right, and I'm like, God, I feel so guilty. And he's like, I, I know this is work, but like, we also... We just have fun here and we goof off. It just it's Oh, that's like the hardest horrible. part. That's the hardest part. When I come back and I'm like, I am exhausted. And my wife is like, you better oh, take really? that back. <laughs> <laughs> All you did was have fun with your friends <laughs> the whole time. Like, I'm exhausted and you reek of sour beer. Yes, yeah, like, you're exhausted from that second beer. Did that do you in at work? Today is Caitlin's first whole day solo with no help. With oh. Oh, big day. Yeah. Wow. Big day. It's a, oh, oh, God. God bless him. I mean, you talk about being sick and dealing with it. You talk about being hungover and dealing with it. I, when I feel fantastic, it's awful. It's so difficult. Mm-hmm. Two kids <laughs> this is that fun. young. Like, <laughs> so stressful. It's so funny because like, I, I, I've never really questioned my decision not to have children because <laughs> literally every time I hear anyone talk about raising children, it sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever like, man, isn't it great? Like Wanda Sykes used to talk about this. She's just like, everyone is just like, they, they say, every time they say it's raising kids is, is, is hell, but it's like, but it's worth it. They always look down at their feet when they say it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, raising kids is tough. But it's worth it. <laughs> well, on the plus side, Skid, for, for you guys have, I have one, a single chance, but you have double the chances that one of those children will pay for the drugs to undo the damage they caused you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, or at least to pay to house you when you're, you know, infirm and, and, and yeah, that's the one thing I don't have. I just have to be nice enough to my nephews that they'll feel some sense of obligation. <laughs> just to, promise uh, them your estate. Oh, yeah. There you go. Done. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard with video games, too. I don't think we've talked about this on the show, but Elden Ring just came out, and uh, I'm still deciding whether or not I want to stream it uh, or anything. And I think the only way I can justify playing it is to stream it so that I can say, honey, I've got to go to work. I got to work. Right. She's like, oh, I'm you- doing this for you and the kids. <laughs> and you need uh, six 24 ounce cores light. <laughs> this is work. part of the deal. This is part of what the deal is. Have I not explained streaming? <laughs> Do you know what work is? I do real work. <laughs> oh, it's so hard to explain. Uh, oh, by the way, Trey, it seems like you need to stop at the grocery store to pick up not only milk, but also powdered sugar. I know. <laughs> what are you going to do? I was going to make French toast with yeah. snow. <laughs> and some kind of miraculous cleaning agent, because that dusty look is not going away anytime. A chalky white sort of vibe. It's going to look like what? Pablo Escobar's uh, living room. Yeah. And I'm sure the couch was completely dry uh, when that sugar went on. Oh, no. Uh yeah, no, she, he didn't dump milk first, but I'm sure there was water on there, and that sugar just, it's in there. We're going to have to throw it. You know, your, your response should be, pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, send in the pics. <laughs> Prove oh, it, sweetie. God, I feel so bad. Uh, I, I don't particularly like our couch that we have, but it has a removable, all, you can remove and wash all of, it has slip covers for everything. And I'm like, how can I justify getting rid of this couch when I have small children that are about to do terrible things to it? Yeah, we do have the slip covers too. She's always washing those. I'm like, oh, how are you washing those? I don't see any dirt. 
<laughs> now I'll have to wash them because <laughs> of the sugar. <laughs> Um, yeah, so let's do a quick 10 minute up today and then I got to get home. Uh, you got to go to the uh, store. <laughs> I got to go to the store. Well, no, the reality is we have a, a dinner today. Uh, I think I'll pick us. up a few beers and play Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Pat, like, we have a dinner, uh, you know, a nice dinner that we have planned uh, to go to after the recording. And now I'm like, ah, do I have to cancel the dinner? And then, and then if I don't cancel the dinner, it's like, I'm sick. There's sugar everywhere, and you're out going to dinner and drinking. <laughs> like, but it's for work. <laughs> it's a work dinner. It's really it is for work. Oh God, I can't help but feel. I think it was all those years of Catholic school. I can make myself feel guilty about anything. Do you have a, anybody not have problems with guilt? <laughs> I'm sorry. You can, make, you can make yourself feel guilty, Troy, but it hasn't changed your course of action at all. No, Let's be no. clear. Well, maybe it has. That's, is that the Catholic maybe it has? Thing? Maybe you should the, see what if I didn't this, have the guilt. This is the guilted version of Troy. Oh, you'd, you'd hate to see if, if it wasn't for the Catholic school. Oh man. Yeah. No, I feel extreme guilt all the time. But I, I feel, feel more shame about, than guilt. I was going to say. Uh, I feel like Catholic school is all about shame. Yeah. No. Somehow it trickled into. It turned into guilt for me. But I feel guilt towards inanimate objects. Like oh, talking about video games. I'll buy a video game. Right. And if I don't play it enough before the next video game comes out, I feel bad about that, that I didn't play that game enough. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like if I only devoted a certain amount of time to that game and then I move on to a new game, I'm like, "Ah, I feel bad. I didn't. Well, I feel guilty. You you have to, yeah, you have to separate. Are you talking about buyer's remorse? Are you like, I didn't get my value out of that? No, I know what you mean. Like you you feel guilty towards this inanimate. It's like, oh, this poor game. I didn't didn't give it its due. Yeah. Yeah. I I used to have regret around like games I would purchase when I was like a teenager and it was like my allowance or like my summer job or whatever. And uh, I'd be like, man, I wish I had that 40 bucks back instead of that stupid game i had but i never feel guilt towards it no, i more I, regret like not putting that money towards a different experience yeah that's a totally different thing i know yeah. what you're saying though I, you know I, what i mean yeah. it's it's weird it's a weird maybe guilt isn't even the right word but so i'll just feel like ah oh, sorry yeah. Call of Duty more than Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> I never feel guilty about that stuff at all, in the least, because I always go, if cost is part of it at all, I always back it up and do the relative cost thing. And my relative cost thing is always going to a bar in my late 20s uh, on like a Wednesday. And that was like, Eighty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, anytime I am like, if I had one fun night with that game, then that game paid for itself. <laughs> yeah, because that's like, very true. That is like you're paying for entertainment, and if you're entertained for one night and you paid sixty bucks, that that that's way less than a show than a Broadway show. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not like, money though for me because I feel right, the same way. I'm about saying if it is books, money. and you you do the, you're good at being like I don't want to read this book anymore, and I will agonize over that <laughs> yeah, because i'm like this is temporary entertainment for me i enjoy yeah. this for this amount of time i'm not enjoying it anymore so this, i move on to something else this is why and and skid and joe in particular understand this why it's a wonderful thing that troy has not cracked pc gaming yet because his steam library would taunt oh my him God. Oh. Uh, when steam has games on sale troy every like uh, holiday they sell amazing games for like 99 cents each and so you'll pick up 20 during that sale and then it'll just stare at you like i could be having fun playing these things i think i have a library of like 500 or something and i i've touched barely a fraction of it's it. like tom who was in our old jade region game and my Rise of the Rune Lords game. I'm sure he had like 3,000 Steam titles in his library. It was crazy. Yeah, I, I I don't have nearly that many, and I have at least a dozen that I have never played. 
that I bought. <laughs> it's like there's, the sales are great, That's and he's just like, oh, I'll grab it. I'll play it next week. And then it's like, you know, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. The one thing I found about the Steam library as opposed to, like, I've, you know, I've only had a Steam library for, what, a year and a half? But the, but the thing I... Comparing it to my experience with, with video and PC games when, in my youth, uh-huh. I find, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, right, this game. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I'll play this game for tonight. And I get and I play it again. And I, there's, like, a kind of, like rediscovery value in, yeah. into a Steam library yeah. that I don't, didn't have. <laughs> the ease of it just being, oh, like, click, click, and then you can have right. it installed and playing it rather than having a physical library. Yeah, and no matter where you are. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if you like Command & Conquer Riddler 2 disc is scratched, <laughs> I can't ever play yeah, that like, all right, oh. Throw it away. Age of Empires 2. I still can't beat the tutorial. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that is. Do you feel that way about meals ever? Where you're like, oh, I didn't. I, mean, I, like, I went to a nice restaurant that I really wanted to go to, and I didn't really enjoy it. Like, uh, I feel guilty. I was already full uh, when I went. No, because I can take the leftovers home if I really want to. Like, there's sometimes my birthday dinner used to be at Smith and Walensky every year, uh, pre-pandemic, and there'd be times I'd get there, and after a few martinis and, and a bunch of appetizers, the steak would come. I'd be like, ah, I'm just, I'm too full to have the steak. I'd take the steak home. Um, then I'd eat it later and I'd enjoy it. So I don't know what it is. I'm just paying, I want to blame Catholic schools. <laughs> it's, it's, really it's a really easy target. Yeah. What a giant target. I went to, I only went to Catholic school for kindergarten. So I only feel guilty about like milk <laughs> and uh, color, coloring and coloring outside the line uh, finger painting that kind of thing it was this guidance counselor <laughs> this is a total segue uh at my high school who uh was very nice and uh he was my guidance counselor for a couple of years and then uh like many uh members of the cloth years later came out that he had some inappropriate relations uh. with a student and uh i was like wow that's fucking lame uh obviously the, among the, other things among other things <laughs> and, uh, it's pretty lame it's uh lame wasn't the right word but that was the first <laughs> i was trying to be boy kitschy. that was disappointing <laughs> that, the way he did that was so lame no, let me be clear this person's a monster yeah, i yeah. just want to be yeah, on the yeah. record <laughs> saying that's bad uh i and then uh he kept trying to facebook friend me over oh, the years. No. oh and like so he left school he denied all allegations and and left the school oh, and went no. to work at another school and uh then he was still trying to facebook friend me and i saw he was still friends with other people and i'm like who's accepting these friend requests they don't know bunch of lame people that's it. <laughs> so just to be clear that was a segue from what to what <laughs> i just was thinking of catholic school and how many horrible things just happened. seems like an unnecessary requirement to make the guidance counselor be a priest <laughs> an ordained priest you think they could just hire someone just who hire has a counseling a, background like a contractor or something he was a brother <laughs> um, <laughs> Joe, you were an altar boy, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was all Catholic all Until the way. Until you were in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> yes. why, why do you think he grew the beard? That, yeah. yeah. that shit hurts your knees when you're in your 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Those marble steps. The head, head altar boy when he was in his 30s. Uh, it's the only reason you gave it up. Uh, altar man. <laughs> altar man. Altar man. Altar man, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine Joe like, taking orders from a twelve-year-old, ringing a bell. You ring a bell this time. I know how to do the incense, Jimmy. <laughs> oh my god! We're like try- desperately trying to win Jimmy's approval. Right? Exactly. God, I just I remember when I was growing up and uh, when I'd spend the weekend at my dad's. Like my stepmother would insist that we'd all go to church 
with her. Mm-hmm. Man, I get so mad. Like, why do I have to go? I'm not Methodist. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing here? I would get so angry. And I still, I still get mad. Just bored, stiff for like three hours on a Sunday. <laughs> so See, angry. This is where Catholic Church wins out. We go to 1130 Mass. We're at by 1215. Yeah. Watching the Cowboys game on the couch. That three-hour Mass church service has got to go. Oh, yep. God. My, uh, my Protestant service was always an hour long, and I would have to sprint to not miss Ren and Stimpy. Mm. Sprint. <laughs> full, our church was right up the street. So I, I was just... Fuck coffee hour. <laughs> Didn't want to miss Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like a sermon was wrapping up, like, oh, oh, oh we're going to have a shorty today? And then uh, the final part would come in, and in, sure enough, it would always end 11 a.m., 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. <sighs> I'm just... My uh, my mom would want us all to wait until the priest processed out of the church. That's a respectful thing to do. They march the crucifix down, yeah. and do everything. Uh, but during playoff time, those rules changed. My dad was like, "We are out of here right after we get communion. <laughs> we communion's over. We got the body of Christ, and we are on to football." My dad would stand there with his arms crossed, and when people would leave before the procession of the crucifix out, he'd just shake his head. <laughs> Just like, you know, those people that just, you can't wait five minutes. My, uh, my, can't wait five minutes. My cousin Steven was, uh, he got married, uh, in October of 2003. And it was the same day as game five of the Red Sox A's, uh, playoff divisional series. And so that my entire family are mass holes. And so the entire church is like checking their flip phones, like under the pews for the score. The entire the entire service. It's like great timing, Stephen. Good job, you fucking idiot. Ah, church. It is funny though. It it, it makes me think the way you talk about the and I've been to a few uh, worship services for Christian, uh, you know, various. Uh, non-denominational churches and stuff like that. And there's this sense of worship and excitement to be there and like happiness together and everything. And like Catholic church really does feel it's like, it's an obligation that everyone has to do or you go to hell. And they're like, in order to help you facilitate this (laughs) obligation, we will uh, start masses at like 6am, have them every hour on the hour, make sure that they're done in 40 minutes and you can get out of here just so you like, Okay, you can get it in so that you don't go to hell. You know what I mean? It's very strange. That's like guilt on the part of the church. It's like, we have to make this as easy as possible or these people will go to hell. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Church was such a big part of my life as a kid, just from going to Catholic school and Protestant school. And then, you know, I went to college and just uh, even though BC was a Jesuit uh, school, I wasn't doing like a lot of church stuff there. Um but I do, I, it was such a part of my life, it's something I'd like to give to my kids, but I just feel like it's it's so lame now. Like, I just want to, can I find a laid-back church and not go in where everybody's, like, listening to rock Christian yeah. music? If, if we're going to be talking about God, I need, like, spooky uh, stone structures and incense and stuff. I don't need a projection 3D monitor and four people with a drum set. Like, that. that is so weird to me, the people. There's got to be a partying. middle ground between, yeah. like, a modern church service and My dad was furious that it wasn't in Latin. <laughs> yeah, man. 
He was like, they made a big mistake at that Vatican II summit. Yeah. Still mad at Vatican II. Yeah, because, because he's just like, you're just dumbing it down. You know what I mean? It should be elusive and unreachable. Like, that is what God was. You know what I mean? Yeah. To them. It's like, you don't understand it. It is yeah. so beyond your understanding. It's like cosmic horror. Yes. Exactly. It's yes. The, the yes. flip side of cosmic horror. Yeah. Co- cosmic. Uh, what's, the, what's the opposite of horror? Glory, delight, joy. comedy, cosmic joy, cosmic joy, <laughs> cosmic joy, yeah. cosmic joy. A, ta- a tale of cosmic joy. That sounds like, that sounds like a vegan breakfast bar. Cosmic H- joy by, by H.P. Hatecraft. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, anyways, uh, hopefully this didn't stir up too much emotions. I'm sure it won't. <laughs> I'm sure there aren't too many opinions yeah. flying around. And those lost subscribers <laughs> who can take a joke. Religion is never a uh, is never a controversial topic. No, no. <laughs> oh, good lord. Uh, well, you know, it's important. I like talking about fun stuff here. I mean, we didn't go yeah. nearly as deep as we could have. Um, Next week, we'll start talking about the midterms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll talk about money. <laughs> and how much do you make, Matthew? <laughs> Just kick it around the table. <laughs> I'll come prepared with some slips of paper I can slide across the table. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Where I was going with this, but uh, <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> neither do we. Excited to go to my powdered sugar couch when I get home. Oh, yeah, that's where we started. <laughs> Lay atop wow. my powdered sugar couch. I, ho- I wow. hope you cut out everything from the segue to that part. I might. I might. It was a long banter. You know um, who else had a powdered sugar on his couch? A little guy let's call Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> The parable of the powdered that's sugar. That's right. That's why it yeah. is. Yeah. Was, uh, that's the kind of church you need to be attending. Yeah. <laughs> Where they can tell you, they can preach to you in a way that relates to your life. <laughs> Maybe the powdered sugar is a metaphor. Um, I'll ask my wife as she's vacuuming it up while vomiting. <laughs> God. Uh, Have you had time to reflect on this, honey? The- <laughs> <laughs> but what is the powdered sugar doing functional in this story? Yeah, I think she'll feel better if you let her listen to this episode. Yeah, then she'll, she'll get definitely, it. She'll definitely. Oh, oh, so this is what you're doing all day. Like a horrible Instead husband. Taking care of me. <laughs> right. uh, well, last week in the church that we call Pathfinder, we gathered together. To fight cloud giants and uh, <laughs> churches, this church is well, way we, more action packed. We were just uh, a, a, a giant angel sort of appeared to us just now. That's we true. have That's talked to she God. Looks, we have talked. To, we talked to God earlier. Now there's like this angelic creature that's trying to kill us. It's just like the Bible. It truly is. Uh, there's a lot of uh, religious iconography in this place, uh, mostly to Shalin and Gozre. Uh, but in this place, there is no religious iconography. There's only certain death. Um, you came in here, and the, the 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 skies turned dark, and then you heard laughter, and then a dragon appeared, and you guys like steeled yourself against the the fear that was coming up inside of you, uh, and then as the cycle began to repeat itself, cloud giants emerged from the sky, uh, seemingly just out of the sky, not unlike the secret door uh, that Baron found, like this Dark Soulsy fog door, just came out of the sky, rushed up to you guys, and began 
began attacking while this bird kept turning into a whirlwind and harrying you, uh, making it difficult for our ranged combatants uh, to get off a uh, full attack. Metra took to the sky, flew up uh, 50 feet, and bumped her head on an invisible ceiling. Oh. Baron jumped on a broom, flew off uh, to try and get a, uh, a you know an above down view to fire off some uh, shots at one of these cloud giants, and you misfired uh, your last shot, which could have been the kill shot on the one remaining cloud giant. Meanwhile, a beautiful female cloud giant appears. I said, uh, appeared from invisibility. Obviously, Metro, you would have seen. Uh, uh, I always forget that you can see invisible, and you can see ethereal too, right? I can see Ethereum. Yeah. Uh, She basically appeared right next to the cloud, from from right where that cloud giant that's still up. She appeared out of the sky, walked back towards this lantern uh, here, and then appeared as she blew stars in your face. (sighs) Give me a will save. Let me ask you this question. Okay. We've never done this before, and I've always wanted to do it. I don't like it. But I honestly don't know how it works. And I've read, I'm, I'm looking at the text of the spell right now. Is it counterspell? Oh, are you doing counterspell? I want to know. Can you, can you counterspell? I think you had to. You have to have dispel magic or the spell he's doing prepared to do a counterspell. You have, I believe you have to counterspell with the spell that's being cast or dispel magic. I have dispel magic. Oh, okay. But I think you have to... You have um, to identify the spell, too, yeah, you, right? Let me read DC you the extent, of the extent of the explanation for counterspell in the text of dispel, dispel Magic. When Dispel Magic is used this way, the spell targets a spellcaster and is cast as a counterspell. Unlike a true counterspell, however, Dispel Magic may not work. You must make a dispel check to counter the other spellcaster's spell. The one thing I know is the counterspell you have has to be a ready to action. Yes. Uh, also right. true. So, All right. so then it's not worth it. I don't want to read more into it knowing you can't do it. But if you ever want to do it, it is a thing. Uh, let's I've go on for never seen I've it never done it. I've always been really interested in it. We've never done it, and I've always wanted to have like a higher level wizard and like ready actions like that with like a you know a lot of spells. It's just a very strange thing. You would basically have to fight an opponent who you knew their spell list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is possible, but it's very rare. Well, yeah. it, it, like you're fighting someone that is spamming a lot of the same spells, then you're like, okay. I'm going to wait until they do the next fireball, and I'm going to counter it. Mm-hmm. You know, just knowing what their right. spells are going to be, it's it's very very hard. I remember back before we had a podcast, we played in our buddy Merwin's game. There was one session he told me before we came, like you should read up about counter spells, and I didn't even know how initiative worked. Uh, and I was trying <laughs> to learn counter spells, and so I studied, and I felt pretty good, and we never used it. Um, so it's never come up since. I think you should let us do a sense motive. To have a high enough sense motive spell and get a sense of what they're going to cast and ready it. Yeah. No! That, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, no, maybe you can do that. That would be fun. I mean, no, that, that's more like fun. mind reading. <laughs> that's pretty intense, but. You can sense enchantment. No, they're somatic. They're verbal. They're verbal. <laughs> they're, they're like somatic components of a spell that you would prep for in between. I mean, you could argue enough that's, that's cast. Yeah, but I think that's the knowledge arcana check that's, that's listed. This is why Got we it. should all just. Put on a disguise and sneak into a Pathfinder Society game and just see how they do it. Yeah, that so, actually, what you're describing, Grant, is actually built, built into counterspelling. You okay. roll, you roll a spellcraft check okay. to understand. Let's do this. You only roll a will save. Roll a will yeah. save that you're probably going to pass. That's the thing about these saver sucks kind of situations. All of us are just uh, just her okay. for now. <laughs> for now, 
Uh, okay, twenty six. Okay, so here's what happens. These uh, I, I said last week, like she gathered stars in her hand and then just blew them towards you. They come up towards you and they start swirling around your body and your face and your eyes, and you're looking at them and trying to not be distracted by them, and you aren't. But they then bounce off of you and go over to Baron. Oh, come on. Can I identify this spell with a spellcraft check? No! That's only if you're counterspelling it. <laughs> um, I can't do it just looking at a spell? Okay. Yeah. No, the spell has already been cast. Um, you can. So, oh, yeah, you could, yeah. on, on your turn, you could roll spellcraft to... Uh, I'm asking now because you had it made it need to happen in the moment that time, and since it's still active, that's why I was asking. Right, Identi- action. Identify a spell as it's being cast requires no action, but you must be able to clearly see the spell as it's being cast, and this incurs the same penalties as a perception check. So yes, technically, Baron, no, you he could... C- oh, she became visible because it's an attacking spell. Yes, yeah, and she's, like I said, she's coming, still coming in and out of existence, but yeah, go ahead and roll uh, Spellcraft, Baron. Fifteen. I don't know. You don't know, um, but they do come on you. I'm just seeing if you make your save now, or if it's on your turn. Who uh, must now make will saves everybody? You'll do it on your turn. So these stars are now swirling around you, Baron. Ooh, is this like a force disc? Is this going to bounce from person to person? Oh like no! It, but slower. Well, to make matters worse for you, Baron, that whirlwind flies up to you. Oh, boy. And surrounds you. Goes right onto your spot. Just... So it's up in the air. So, Baron, you can't see anything. And you've got these... You've got a lot going on over there, Baron, if you ask me. That's a lot. That's a lot. I I give up. (laughs) (laughs) After all this time, he drops his gun and walks out of the castle. (laughs) You win. (laughs) Adios, partners. (laughs) I've done my part. Just caught him in a weak moment. Finish the fight. (laughs) Uh, okay, so that is what she does. Now, it is Sir Will's turn, and remember, this one remaining cloud giant is a five-foot step away from a full attack on Nestor, and a full attack on you, Sir Will, but you've proved unhittable, whereas they have not had a chance to attack Nestor yet. If you don't kill it, it could really mess Nestor up. Uh, <clears throat> okay, awesome. No pressure. No pressure. I will not kill it. Uh, probably. Oh, I could always create. So here's what Sir Willamette does. Uh, suddenly surrounded again by this wind, but not distracted or deterred by it. That knowing. wind, by the way, is in the air because Baron's flying, so it's not on you. Oh, beautiful. All right. Yeah. So, oh, so he can see the target. Uh, yeah, you can see the target. Uh, it's a twenty foot orb, right? How, how it high are on you? I'm, I'm thirty five feet. Remember? Yeah. So, so oh. it's it's centered on you, creating a. So it's what is it? It's fifteen feet free. Ten. 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 Oh, up, ten, down, was, ten around. Oh, I thought it was twenty. Got yeah. It. No, it's twenty feet high. Uh, all right. Ten so foot radius, twenty foot diameter. Thank you. With this, uh, so there was a giant directly in front of Sir Will that, if memory serves, Baron, you. Uh, you killed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last week. Killed it with a gun. With a big old crit. <laughs> and I yelled. Oh, he shot it with a gun. <laughs> shot it with a gun. I've never seen <laughs> such a thing. You should have seen the look on the giant's face. <laughs> hey, what the hell is that? Of all the ways to go. <laughs> um, I have, I'm nervous because Troy's not paying attention to me. Remember last week when he was just reading during everybody else's yeah. turn? He's doing the same thing now. 
So, uh, all right, then. I think he's actually looking up how to get powdered sugar out of a cow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lynn, let's toss the you theatrics. Need, uh, you need milk, ironically. Yeah. Oh, no, no. The one thing that we're out of. Wait, wait, wait. Speaking of running. <laughs> gun, gun, gun. <laughs> Secret for getting powdered sugar out of a cow <laughs> is milk. This one simple trick. You just need a half gallon. Of milk. <laughs> Closes in on the empty half gallon of the trash. <laughs> That's my favorite Simpsons joke. They would do it over and over. Dun, dun, oh, yeah. dun, dun. <laughs> empty milk container in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What are you going to do? Sir Willamette is going to uh, this dragon, f- this dragon, this giant falls right next to him. The other one is in clear view. And he is going to smite evil then. So he will smite evil against this cloud giant. Oh, smite thee! He turns, faces Lexington toward him. Lexington rises. He drops the lance. Wait, wait, wait a second, Joe. What? You, you, you like to give pointers sometimes during text. I thought cloud giants were neutral. Are they? They. I, I think they generally I mean, are, generally, but I think but these I think ones are evil. These I guys thought. don't seem cool. All right, cool. Yeah, they are generally neutral, but you have every reason to believe if they've joined up with Volsus, they are evil. Got it. Yeah, and I think that they. Uh, cool. I think I used it on these exact creatures before, which is why I was Perfect. confident that it would work. Um, okay. In that case, do 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 do. He is going to then charge. Soda. It's going to slam into this guy. Attempt to anyway. Move exactly 15 feet. Which would um, Does it prevent provoke? it from five foot stepping up to hit Nestor. Right. That was the oh, idea. Yeah. And that nice. doesn't provoke, right, because of your charge? It doesn't provoke because he is the target of my charge. I, I this, this option did not become open to me until Baron shot down the other giant. Mm-hmm. At that point, it would be too, too much. Uh, all right, here we go. Come on, you bastard. He's so close. You gotta hit him. Gotta hit him with the white light of good. Come on, buddy. Oh! Oh! Double digis? Oh! <laughs> Dear sweet 53 to hit. Oh my god! Is that yeah! 53 to hit? <laughs> and that's yeah. not crit? That was not. It was a natural 19. Uh, and it does not crit on a 19. I was double uh, checking. You gotta see uh, you can prove critical. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I think that that's. Uh, can anybody take that? I think you have to be a fighter to take that. Please, please describe your kill. Oh! oh. Yeah. Well, wow. I'll describe it by saying the amount of damage, because I so rarely get to do this. And I rolled well. <laughs> that is the most joke to, to an open question ever. I'll describe your kill. 94! <laughs> Very close, Troy. It was 84. Oh, wow. Wow. 84 points of damage. Wow. Skewers into. Yeah, he puts yeah. it right into, like, the giant's <laughs> thigh, just above his kneecap, and it just explodes that gout of blood when you hit an artery. And it's just like. <laughs> the giant grabs his leg, and then slowly the light goes out of his eyes as he falls to the ground. Awesome. Oh, baby. Uh, uh, okay, so he falls. I knew he had 13 hit points left. Oh, damn it. We were going to annihilate him. Uh, all right. Anything else you can do this turn? Uh, nope. That was a Swifty. That was a Standy. No. That was a Swifty and a Standy. It is Metra's turn. Okay, so where is uh, who, the 
Emma Frost like figure that I'm assuming is Nalvia. <laughs> uh, she is right below you and to the south if we're using the old terms. She's on the ground. She's standing on the ground. Uh, so, yeah, standing on the ground. Sometimes the old terms are best. <laughs> So she's of giantific proportions. She's yes, a, she's a uh, she has all the the markings of a cloud giant. Um, you just haven't seen uh, one of her make. Wait, that's so crazy that uh, do you remember what? the creature I'm thinking of from Dark Souls, the invisible uh, crossbe- crossbreed Priscilla? When you go to oh, the yeah, painting, yeah. and she's invisible, and she's like, leave, don't fight me. And then uh, you, you, yeah. You have to follow her by her footsteps in the snow. Oh, That's the only way you know where she exactly is. I'm looking same. at her right now. She has a, she has a scythe, uh, as opposed to a sickle, I think, right? Yeah. It's kind of like a scythe. She has a scythe. She has a huge yeah, scythe. scythe. It's close. Crossbreed Priscilla. <laughs> and uh, related to dragons is the big thing, too. Oh, yeah. wow. She's quite beautiful. Um, yep. A stunner. Real stunner. Those blue eyes. What are you thinking, Mentor? But she's she's kind of winking in and out of existence. You seem to see her pretty well, um, but she's shimmering. Yeah, it's the it's the. I got a couple options. Hey, let's just do some chain lightning. I don't want to deal with the blur. Okay, a little chain lightning against her and the bird. It's a vortex. Okay, all right, that's fine. And uh, correct me here, you can see invisible and ethereal, right? We already established that? Yes. Okay, that is very important here. Are there so, any other creatures on the map that we don't know about? No, 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 that's all that you can see, but it's very, very important for reasons that I will tell you some other time. I just want to make sure. Yeah, you're good. Okay, what is it, reflex save? Reflex save for both of them. All right, uh, her reflex save is a 29. Okay, she passes. And the bird, in whirlwind form, uh, it rolled a 17. That's a fail. That's a fail. Oh, yeah. Wounded right. bird. So, chain lightning, 59 points of damage Ooh. to the bird. Okay. And then, what is that? 20, 29, right? Yeah. 29. I guess her. 28, right? Mm. No. Uh, you roll round down? Yeah, you round down. Oh, so, yeah, 28. 28, 28 right? No, it's, you said 59? 59. 29. Yeah. 29, 29 is 58. Great. Right. We round up. Oh, yeah. It's funny. We all got, got it right there. Right. Right. <laughs> and we were all I was, nervous. I, was I said it right that. away, and then he second-guessed it, and then <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I was doing the math in my head, and when you said the number, I was just like, wait a minute. What? It's like the old Alden boys get a math too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that old? Who's that really ancient-looking altar boy? Um, <laughs> I always used to think that about the bad boys at the Mets game because they're not actually boys. <laughs> right. They're like dudes that have had this job for twenty-five years. <laughs> yeah. It's like I thought that was supposed to be a boy. So it's Some it's sort not of a man child. It's, it's Batman. It's, it's, Batman. Ba- it's a Batman. Why aren't you out saving the city? <laughs> Corralling the Joker and the Riddler. I, I met a guy who was a bat boy for the Detroit Tigers when he was a youth. Really? Yeah. I always wanted those jobs. He uh, he like wrote he like wrote a letter to the, the the organization and like they they had a whole process and yeah. So you got to either have like a lucky lottery story like that or you got to be like Lou Whitaker's son or something. Yeah. He said they were tip. So like the players like customarily tip the bat boys, and sometimes they would just like give him shit. So it was like. Like one guy was like, oh, I just bought this iPad. iPod, I don't want it, and just gave it to him. Yes, yeah, he was like, oh, okay, that's the sweetest gig. For <laughs> damn it, do you have anything else you can do, Metro? Yeah, I'm gonna move. Okay, okay. Uh, 
Okay. G-T-F-O. Uh, I mean, I'm above her, but I'm just going to put some distance. That's, how do you know? That's very rude to assume. I'm literally above her in oh. three dimensions. Um, and you know what? Let's let's keep this let's keep this uh, moving. I'm going to cast a fireball on her as well. <laughs> okay. So give me another reflex save. Okay. Reflex save is a twenty-three. Oh uh, yeah, she was definitely going to pass, and you're going to take eighteen points of damage. That's okay. that's already have nice. All right, and that is uh, quickened meta magic. Quickened meta magic. Fireball. Okay. Very good, very good. Um, good round from Metra. Let's go to the top of the next round. It is Nestor's turn. Okay, so Nestor finally sees the center of his ire. And he says, that, there you are, you witch. And he's going to unleash a full hasted attack, study targets, etc. And what not. First attack with old Jolta. Uh, that's a natty 18 for 48. Give me hits. a 50% miss chance. Yep. Okay. Let's see here. 67. Oh! 67. Oh, baby! Oh. All right. So you hit with the one that you wanted to hit with. Yep. Uh, 64 points of damage. Okay. From the multi-shot. Second attack. Uh, that is a 37 to hit. Okay, get another 50% miss chance only. Uh, that is, whoop, that is a 91. Oh, all right. Okay. 27 points of damage. Okay. Nice. Keep rolling over all 50, right. dude. Third attack. Uh, it's another hit. Let's see the concealment. 37. Okay. Damn it. Uh, fourth attack. Uh, another natty 18. <laughs> 74. Okay, and what's your... Uh, your attack bonus on that third attack? Uh, 25. Okay, oh, so you're still way over. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is 31 points of damage. Oh, boy. Big round. On that one. Um, okay, so that this is fifth attack now. This is the fifth attack. Uh, oh, this is 30 to hit. Okay. And the miss chance? Miss chance. 40. Final attack. Jeez. Haste. Natural 20. Yes! Oh, come on. All right, let's do the concealment first. 92. <gasps> what? Dang. To confirm. To confirm. Come on. He's tough. Oh, crack die. Crack die. Oh, it's an 83. Uh, oh, but wait. No, I have uh, I have uh, critical focus. Yes. Uh, that is a... That is a 32 on the confirm. That is confirmed. Yeah! Oh my goodness! TNT Dynamite. Oh my goodness. All right, let's see here. Let's go with Adam from Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, Adam. Oh no. Oh no. Adam, what are you doing to me, buddy? Let's see. Uh, okay, all right, that's fine. It's called the electric slide. I was Ooh. worried it was like all electricity damage, uh, but it's not. The electric slide. Your projectile hits the target with a thunderous force. Very interesting. Old Jolta doing double damage, and the target must make a reflex save or be pushed up to ten feet uh, in a direction of your choosing, incurring any AOOs from allies along the way. Uh, so yeah, double damage, and you can attempt to move her if you'd like. Okay, I will not. I will move her. 
just for fun. What's uh, the roll to move? Reflex save. It'll oh. be 32. DC 32 reflex save. Um, fail. So you could move. Okay. I How will... about the power to move you? <laughs> <laughs> I will move her back and to the left. Back, back and, and to, to the, the left. <laughs> and that'll be uh, <laughs> that'll be eighty-two points of damage. <laughs> wow. Okay. Alright, so you just uh, hit her five times or four times? Four times. Four, four times, out of five. Uh, yeah. Even with the 50% mischance. Yeah. Uh, and she. He's focused. It, He's critically its, focused. Within seconds. On this foe. It's completely fucked up. Uh, it is now Baron's turn. Baron, give me a uh, will save for the stars. For the stars, uh, that is... Go- is it a spell? Uh, it is. Or a 29. Okay. You pass, and the stars flip from you and go to Nestor. Uh, okay, um, and then what is the 50% mischance that is afflicting Nestor? That's from her being... She's got some sort of spell that's causing... Okay. Uh, yeah. It's um, Baron is still in a misfired state from last round, so oh, he is right. going to spend a grit usage. He's going to hover first off, so I'll give you that check. Uh, passes with a 15 exactly, so mm-hmm. very close to Badville. Uh, do I need a reflex check for the whirlwind I'm in now, if I'm going to stay there? Uh, yes, just tell me if you roll a natural one. Okay. Um, I do not. Okay. And I'm going to cast... Uh, I'm, so, move action, grip point, clear my gun, my gun is normal again, and I'm going to cast the invisibility on myself preemptively for when I get my turn next time. She's not invisible. Yeah, but she might become, she might she become, become invisible. invisible. Yeah, she and since I really can't do anything else with this turn with the whirlwind around me, I thought I'd just do that. Sweet. That is Baron's turn, buffeting in the wind on top of Brumo. <laughs> okay, that is Baron's turn. Uh, at that moment, the whirlwind... i got to move you to move the whirlwind. The whirlwind uh, starts flying back towards the woman. As it does, uh, it takes the shape of the bird uh, on her shoulder here in the image, mm-hmm. lands on her shoulder, and then she, with a flourish, says, See you again soon. Oh, oh no! Oh. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Oh, that is the most 
unsatisfying Troy, kind of encounter. Troy, Troy, you were talking about feeling guilty at the top of this episode. You should feel guilty you for that exit. For That's that. terrible. Just have all the monsters exit and have us fight them all at once before Volstice. Is that no, your plan? To we're going to fight them all at once with Volstice. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be awful. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't want to lift the veil here a little bit. Uh, don't blame the writer. Well, no, no, I would say. I mean, a lot of times they have like uh, if they get oh, no. below below this threshold, they'll flee or whatever. That's, yeah, that's if, yeah, let's just say if Nestor had hit all of those, which was really really hard, it's shocking yeah, that you I, hit as many as I'm you did. I'm amazed I got as many the, as you did. The option would have been out of my hands, right? Wow. Um, Plus, I got a crit too. So, yeah, yeah. So you are uh, for all intents and purposes. Oh, and if Baron oh, hadn't God. misfired, I still so, would have like, had to fly out, and I would have had like one shot. That yeah, sounds like it probably would have killed it. Probably would have. That's that's two of these bosses that we're now going to have to fight because this Baron is... couldn't shoot them in time. <laughs> well, also, our, we have a caster that doesn't have dimensional anchor, which is a common spell to uh, dissuade <gasps> these creatures from doing it at this level. So. Yeah, that's a good one to have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay. those, I but what are you going to do? I wish Pember for her. I know. I do, too. You'd have it. Those stars that are floating around you, Nestor, uh, just for shits and giggles, uh, give me a, a will save. Okay. Uh, well, so that is an uh, 18? 18? 17. 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. So that's actually a fail, and so you get dazed oh, by okay. uh, those stars, and you would have to keep rolling until you pass, and then when you pass, it flips over to Sir Will. Oh, um, wow. And just keeps bouncing, and then once it hits her will, what a cool spell! It's like it. it follows. Yeah. So <laughs> ideally, it would have dazed Metra, taken you out, and then maybe bounced a bear. But uh, I was very lucky that I was even able to do it because you need to. The people need to be thirty feet apart, and based on Pythagoras, where you were was exactly thirty feet uh, from Baron uh, and Sir Will. Um, but I wanted to go around the horn there. Um, what else? Oh, and it was blank. And what was important about your spell casting is you only, normally if you cast a spell on a creature that has blank, you have to roll against the mischance unless you can see uh, invisible and ethereal uh, and it doesn't uh, affect it. So, yeah. So she's gone. And you're just standing there in this strange space that is wide open to the air, yet not as metric and still put her hand up and touch the ceiling. These creatures seem to just come right out of the sky, not unlike this uh, secret passageway that you found here to the north. What do you do? Level up. (laughs) (laughs) I like Matthew's idea. Let's do that. Tactically, it really would be the best option. Let's explore this secret door, because we wouldn't see this door otherwise. Baron is itching. Mostly due to, well, we won't talk about it here, but let's go to that secret door. Did anyone take any damage? No. 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 Oh, I guess turn off good hope. Nestor first, out of uh, frustration, like maybe one of the giants is like just dying, like not quite dead, just like moaning. Just walks up like to to, two arrows and knocks in his bow and just like mucks right up to his eye and just shoots him right into his eye. Like, pulls them both out. He dies like Lexington. <sighs> and, he, and he turns to the rest. He's a bugger. Before we head into this uh, secret passage, I think it uh, behooves us to investigate this uh, pillar and these lanterns a little bit more. What do you say, Metra? 
I say thee. Sure. <laughs> right, so I just want to read it and see if there's like any text on it, or and I'm going to detect magic as I get closer and alignment and all that stuff, and stop if I sense anything getting hot. Okay, you are detecting magic from the lanterns, but not the pillar. Not the pillar. Um, strong divination and illusion magic. Okay. Uh, what is to the south where the giants came in from? Uh, just pure sky. They walked right out of the sky into the room. So... Now to the southwest, there's a staircase leading up. that's sort of off of this open air room. Baron, perhaps test the sky to the south. But see if it's even really there. Patang! Baron shoots a bullet into the sky. Uh, to the south, you just, you shoot it and you see it hit the sky. Hmm. And Oster uh, will trot over and with his lance, he'll just like poke at it. See if it just feels like a wall. Tunk, tunk, yeah, tunk. you feel a wall. It must be these lanterns. They're creating the illusion that we are outside. Oh, brilliant bloody deduction. By thank you, way, Lester. Thank you for uh, taking that, uh, you know, little uh, abracadabra of me. I don't think I don't appreciate it. I, know I don't say thank you enough. But I want to say it's only because you've rarely done me any favors. I wish I could do more for you, Nesta. I do as well. I do as well, my friend. <laughs> do as well, my friend. <laughs> Is there a knowledge check I could roll on how they how they came and went? People come and go so strangely here. Mm. Um, <laughs> the giants, like how they entered the room. Yeah, and her, for that matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, were they a theory? Well, sir, Will, you're feeling the wall. Are you feeling along? Yeah, yeah. It? Okay. Eventually, you feel like an opening. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. Where did they come from? Yeah, there's like a. Do you feel like it feels like a passageway? So same thing as what's what Baron saw. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's another over here, Sheriff. It's the same exact thing, like the same way it's hidden. Uh, no, it it it. Well, <laughs> it what you found feels like a secret door. What you found, Sir Will, feels just like a door. Is it a door open. or is it a hallway? Like no, a doorway. It's a, a doorway. doorway. Yeah, but you're just you're there's still still this illusion on the wall. He's like blinking his eyes and trying to shake it away. Like disbelieve, disbelieve. Uh, there's no roll. No, you can just walk through if you want. Right. Uh, He'll detect evil on the door. You don't detect any evil. Yeah. It's an evil door. Um. Man, that makes you want to follow that now. Uh, and part of me, until it was an illusion, was hoping we'd use the liar of building to like cover up this space, but it mm. seems like we don't need to. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, the only thing that's radiating magic in here is uh, are the lanterns themselves. Themselves. Those remind me of... Um, are they are they shadow plays? Those old Victorian era things where you could rotate like a story around and put just shadows oh, yeah. on the wall like mm. that's kind of what these lanterns yeah they have the museum of the moving image in, in our neighborhood here mm-hmm. they they have some examples of that yeah that's that's cool i, yeah. I like that detail yeah uh let's go up the secret ladder after we check these bodies of these giants yeah at least search the bodies well can i um can i not do a knowledge check on the lanterns yeah um spellcraft knowledge yeah they they seem you don't even have to there's they've been enchanted somehow and, and Great. you would think that they are the source of this. 
of the sky thing of the sky thing yeah got it okay is it nighttime outside now um or? where's the nearest window Okay, so right, there's an arrow loop uh, to the far west. Uh-huh. If you look out that arrow loop, it's not it's not nighttime. It's dark out and stormy, but the sky out there is completely different from the sky that's being projected. So you have every oh. reason to believe that the the the, the lanterns of the, are the source of whatever you're seeing. I wonder what exactly this is meant to emulate. Like if this is emulating some specific place or evoking some kind of theme or something. A danger like, room. Um, and the pillar, there's just, just a non-distinct pillar. The pillar doesn't matter. The pillar just stands, goes right up into the sky, and ends at the fake ceiling. Can we just destroy the lanterns? Do they have hit points, and <laughs> would that destroy the magic? Do you want to destroy yeah, the lanterns? Yeah, great idea, Melkor. <laughs> really? You, but why do we want to do that? Why? Would, why? This is a nice cast. This is a very nice room. Is, I bet this was Renfall's like, third favorite room. <laughs> All right. If you're scraping along there, Sir Will, you find several openings. Yeah. I'm really disappointed none of you laughed at that, by the way. Which one? The Melkor one? It was an amazing Tolkien joke, I mm. just told. So Some of you out there, I know listening, you, some of you laughed. That's for them. You're welcome. <laughs> and they loved it. You're welcome. Yeah. Do you want to destroy I'm, the I'm lamp? sorry for my colleague. <laughs> you know what? So. They feel all the more special that we didn't get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to destroy the lanterns? No. No. Sir Will is not apt. He thinks that they're beautiful. <laughs> They're just also aiding in like a camouflage attack that totally befuddled all of us. And I don't think it was the sky. I think that was Nalbia. I'm just telling you my vote. Do whatever you want. You want to just start <laughs> fucking shooting, shooting them? Boom, 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 boom. Well, see, fuck these layers. The reason, the only reason I'm hesitant to do so is when you set off a fireball last episode. Troy wanted to know precisely where the area was to yeah, see what exactly. it would affect later, never... and that's where those lanterns is. And the way he's asking, do you want to destroy them? I don't think it was the lanterns. I think it was uh, just where she was. I think it was where she was. Okay. Can you hear the eagerness in his voice? But then that begs, the, yeah. Okay. Well, that begs the question: Are you making this decision purely metagaming? Or are you saying Baron is trying to play it safe? I can't think of a great reason outside of wanting to get rid of the... Because you are not able to disbelieve that illusion yet. And to be able to more clearly see all of the entries and exits ways out of this room will give us a tactical yeah, advantage if, that we if, currently don't have. If we had, like, true seeing or something. Just... Oh, wait, but the sky is not obscuring the doors, is it? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a projection on top yeah. of yeah, everything Sir Will's in there. feeling the doors, but you just you, and you could walk right through, just like they walked out. But it's an illusion covering. It's a you glamour covering it. Yeah. So you think the like Baron's sky. suggestion may remove the illusion, so you could just see what this room really looks like. I want to. I want to. I'm with Baron. We got a fifty fifty split. So the vice president has to come into Congress. To I think that's how it works. Yeah. Who's the vice president? David Winters. Spiro Agnew. We're forgetting. We're for- <laughs> We're forgetting. <laughs> we're forgetting Lexington. Oh, Lexington's oh, vote. Oh, yes, is Lexington. Vote? Lexington's the vice president. Which way do you vote, Lexington? He's the president pro tem of the party. Lexington pulls a D one hundred out of his saddle. <laughs> uh, he votes with Grant. Really? Wow, it's shocking. He, he, he loves Grant. He loves Grant. <laughs> the lower numbers were the shitty ones. That was Grant. <laughs> <laughs> you're just still angry about these dice. You're still angry you didn't get one and that your name is natural one because you're associated with failure. Troy hates 
every single gift given to him by people. <laughs> and he picks up this die and he's like, this is really nice. Yeah. First one he's ever said it about. These <laughs> really I don't are get nice. one. We get lots of dice and we, I, you know, I like I always all appreciate them, dice. And I, it's a... Uh, they're all admiring the die now. <laughs> They're really See nice. how it looks against the sunlight. It's beautiful. You guys are jerks. <laughs> I like when it came up Troy. <laughs> I like when it came up Troy. Mm. Yeah, the only... Yours you, also came up Joe. It did. It's true. <laughs> not, not since. I got a skid earlier. Did you, do you remember? I do. I do. That was cool. They're, they, it's cool you, you see your own name on a, on a die and it represents the, the success. Yeah, they really... The way it catches mm. the light. All right, okay. <laughs> Fine. You know what? I'm going out of this room if you want to do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. Yeah, Sir Matt. Will goes 140 feet away. All right. I'll let Nestor Metro, do it. Metro does. I'm Metro gone. does as well. <laughs> well conscientious. Good luck. No, wait, wait. We want to shoot arrows until it falls over. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, Nestor. You got it. He's hiding behind a dead giant's body, like giving a thumbs up over the corpse. Go for it, Nestor. All right, look. All right, to, to appease you, let's see what happens. And he'll, he will fire an arrow at the pillar to see what it does. Or a lantern. Or a lantern. Uh, yeah, so you hit it. Uh, it's, it's got some sort of hardness, but there are hit points to it, and you, you hit it, and uh, you're, you're doing damage to it. Okay. I keep out of my uh, everlasting quiver. Uh, I do actually have one. I start, I just... You just start peppering with arrows. Uh, You take out one of the lanterns and you turn your attention to the other one. It takes a while, uh, but eventually you get rid of uh, both lanterns uh, and now you can see the room. All right. It's a shame. Good job, Nestor. Beautiful room again. (laughs) Yep. I'm telling Renfall it was you. And he walks around collecting his arrowheads. Renfall's dead. You see uh, several doors. Oh. Uh, leading to other areas of the castle. There's a set of double doors to the north uh, and four single doors to the south, two of which are uh, uh, further ahead than the ones in the in the back that are exactly lined up with the lanterns. Uh, so this is the door here to, uh, to the west. Southwest is the one that she came out of. Yeah, so that she first door, it seemed like she came out of there and then one cloud giant each came out of the uh, two doors to the south, and then the one uh, on the southeast, nothing really came from over there. But, Baron, your door is still secret. My door is still so secret. I, why, and, and goes to a ladder, go. you said? Yeah, here, I can show you what it looks like in the wall. Oh, great. All right, let's go there. Let's go there. Shukungunkugu. All right. Somebody clean up these giant corpses. <laughs> They're annoying to look at on the map. <laughs> Metricast prestidigitation. Because <laughs> that's what I that does. Clean up the corpses. We have an ace of hearts. Your <laughs> <laughs> calling card for yeah. your latest murder. <laughs> <laughs> Looks so like the ace of hearts killer is struck again <laughs> in the castle. They've <laughs> 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 killed almost everyone. <laughs> ace of hearts crew. Uh, all right, so you come to this ladder, and Metro, the second you stand in there, you, you say, oh, this looks exactly like the ladder I came up, but you know its placement is different from the one you came up. In fact, Metro, I can even show you that on the opposite side of the room is the other ladder, and that's the one you came up. Oh, okay. That was many, many episodes ago. But looking at this ladder, the ladder goes up and it goes down. Cool. Oh, so the, there this whole cast a secret downstairs or something, or does did we? I can't remember what this where we're. I 
dungeon. Can we? Is there a dungeoneering check we can do to see where we are? Just like, go. Above? Just go downstairs. Why are you asking me? Wait, I'm I sure lied. It's fine. I think it just goes down. Oh, oh it does not. Let go me up. check to make sure. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. It just goes down. All right. And I'll save you some time. If you, do, if you take the ladder down, it just takes you into the room directly below you that you've already been in. And so you just realize it was a that secret there's another in that secret door. Yeah. Cool. Oh, great. Sweet. Um, and that's how you ascended it. It was like right around the Abyss Gigas fight that you ascended that ladder from that other room. You just never saw this other secret. Mm. All so, right. So let's enter the room that uh, the beautiful, deadly, birded creature came out of. Birded? Birded. Is an adjective? That is, now it is. I am the law. I am the law. I am. I'm the law. I am the ground. I'm the law of this group. All right. So Willamette will approach the door, and I mean, did she pass through the door, or did she open the door? The door's open. Oh, the doors. Yeah. Well, what's inside? Uh, you look inside, <laughs> and you see a long cock. This fucking reveal. You see a long <laughs> cock. <laughs> what it's, was she doing in this? Uh, every, every, t- <laughs> every time I hit reveal, it hides. You see a long room. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, there are two giant-sized beds, uh, like a bedroom. Uh, cabinets, stools. There's a large desk and a chair sitting in one corner. And an ornate polished steel stove sitting in the opposite corner. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, All right. Hold on a second. Can we go back here? What what happened at the end of the fight? Uh, the bird flew to her shoulder and then she cast something and <laughs> winked out of existence. The bird flew to her shoulder. Okay. So she did not go in, she, and she did not go invisible. She, it flew. It, Braren couldn't attack. It came down and around. And oh. she did not go invisible. She like teleported. Yeah, it looked very similar to the magic that Metro uses. Okay. So I was like, wait a minute. Where did she walk out of? Okay, I missed that. Like yeah, Metro effect. Actually, both of you would have, Baron and Metro would have, if she had gone invisible, you would have seen her. Yeah, or Ethereal. Right, yeah. Or Ethereal, ethereal Metro in Metro's case. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This bedroom, uh, Sir Will will walk into the bedroom. Okay. Uh, uh, mounted upon Lexington, and they will trot in and um, start looking around. Okay. You start rifling through things. Um and it's the cabinet that uh, seems to have uh, the only interesting things in the room in it. Perhaps her personal effects. Uh, there's a pair of gem-encrusted silk gloves, long silk gloves. Ooh, beautiful. A uh, carved wooden staff with a hawk's head oh. knob. Oh, yes. A uh, dark wood comb, a dark wood perfume vial. Uh, an ermine vest inlaid with platinum, Ooh. a golden diadem, and a silken robe. And they're all sized for a huge creature. Whoever she was, she certainly appreciated the finer things. Couldn't I mean, agree more, Nesta. It's worth some money, everything. Like the di- I'll just tell you, the diadem's worth 4,000 gold. Ooh. The vest is 5,000. The robe's 800. The knob, like 1,500 for the comb. The perfume None of it's vibe. magic. None of it's magical. It's all just mundane, badass. Fancy stuff. stuff. Fancy stuff. We Rich people it, stuff. Just incredible taste. This is the uh, banality of evil, right? It's like all they really want are just nice jewelry. Yeah. And that's why they're bad people. Wow. And she was queen of Zephyr Hall. 
She was married yeah. to the Lord of Zephyrhall. Really? Or she was the Lady of yeah. Zephyrhall. She's the Lady of the Hole. <sighs> you would assume that, yeah, this is not. So she, did she betray the. When the her husband died, uh, she and her supporters wanted to take over, but Renfall opposed that. So oh, that's okay. not how All things right. work. Right. Necessarily, uh, how do things work? Well, he didn't trust her, and he was right not to. Um, but that caused a schism, and so she went to her brother and said, "Hey, I need this castle." And some other stuff went down. What was the other stuff? Hmm. The brother was like, involved. The brother was like, "I'm in love. I'm in love with my pet rock." And <laughs> okay, here's the castle. But like, I'm gonna be. I, I, I'm gonna reserve the right to, you know have my rock and fly around and <laughs> until that rock gets thrust into an extra dimensional maze that old story and i fall <laughs> to my almost death tale as old as time oh rock the bird yeah rock yeah, yeah. i uh, okay i was thinking like the <laughs> 70s actually, pet rock <laughs> that's also interesting that was uh, the first thought i had yeah and then as he kept going i was like this is a dumb joke make <laughs> yeah, any sense. why does he keep and telling this like, joke oh i get oh it's still a dumb joke. All right. Just kidding. <laughs> Can we do a take 20 on the bedroom? Mm-hmm. Uh, and really get in there? Nothing. Really okay. get in there. Yep. All right. Uh, where next, Sheriff? Let's clear out these southern doors. For the south! I will tell you in taking 20. The only, we ride. The only thing you notice is it looks like two people were staying in here. That's the only other oh. thing that kind of I've noticed. Looks like someone was staying in there with her. Ooh. Oh. Maybe she and her brother and the rock. Yeah. Have an interesting relationship. There are no feathers. There's right. some men's <laughs> underpants, yeah. and also some bird underpants. Baron, ta- Baron, Baron takes two DNA samples and leaves one of his own in the corner. There's a thong with the butthole cut out, God. prominently displayed on the mat. You're aware that a thong can very easily be moved to the side. <laughs> there also, lies the mystery. How do you get a hole in the yeah. thong? You can't. It's no longer a thong at that point. It's just a loincloth. Yeah. <laughs> I that just was, love how it's prominently displayed. That was the it's not like, oh, we found this in the corner. <laughs> it's like pinned on a board and framed. <laughs> That's the only way you would notice that there was a hole kind of displayed <laughs> out. It belonged to the bird. Oh. <laughs> it belonged to the bird. <laughs> uh you start searching these other rooms, and they're all very similar, so I'm going to reveal them at once. Whoa. Um, you know, oh, he definitely wants to finish in ten episodes. <laughs> one is longer. <laughs> one is kind of mimics the size of the of Nalbia's room. Uh, the other two are shorter, and the other two are where the cloud giants came out of. They're all clean, pretty spacious, and furnished with finely crafted giant-sized beds, cabinets, stools, just like Nalbia's room. High-quality woolen blankets, quilts, sheets cover the bed. Um, and then each uh, wall to the south is a narrow uh, arrow slit piercing the south wall and a polished steel stove sitting in the corner of each room. Looks like they're all in use, um, no doubt housing the giants that you just killed um, and perhaps uh, previously housed cloud giants who were murdered uh, in the coup. Um and not unlike all the other rooms that you've seen so far, it's meticulously clean in here. Hmm. Like someone is cleaning up after themselves and making it look very neat. Um, we spill some powdered sugar in each of the rooms. <laughs> put some powdered sugar and then pour some milk on it. Uh, each of the cabinets in, 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 in all the rooms have uh, 
just a slew of giant sized personal effects, ornaments, fine items, probably worth about a thousand gold each. So there's a lot of money. <laughs> and taking twenty, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We're doing it. Okay. Uh Double doors to the north? We have two double doors. We have double doors that uh, we found yes. uh, to the north, east, northwest, as we are now, uh, as we walked up the stairs, but we went into this other entrance, and double doors that were obscured behind this illusion. And as I look up, the uh, the pole, the... the uh, column? Column, right in the middle of the room, now that there's no illusion there, just goes to a ceiling? Yeah, yeah, just a ceiling. Got it. What's the ceiling look like now that there's no illusion? Slain, Still. like every other ceiling? How, how disappointing. Yeah. Uh, All right. Moving on. Shall we go through these double to doors? To the double doors to the north. Okay. Um, to well, the, the north. The good news is uh, those double doors connect to the double doors that were uh, at the top of the staircase. Aha. Uh-huh. And you recognize this room as it's the room where you killed those fire giants. Oh! oh whoa. Uh, right. You should have just left it open before. I closed it so you would be disoriented. We are, I was disoriented. <laughs> <laughs> Wind blew it shut after we left. Yes. They still haven't moved the bodies? <laughs> no, they started to decay. Oh, um, Yeah, this was the room when you came up the secret uh, passageway that was in the uh, fireplace. Right. Yes. Yeah, this was probably like three days ago in game time, maybe? Something, something like that. Three or four, yeah. Can you reveal the rest of the room, Troy? Isn't there yeah. like a staircase or something? Yeah, it's just probably going to reveal. Give me 45 minutes. Sure. Uh, yeah. And then did we... What did we do in this room? Did we go... I feel like we used this room for like the orc fight. Did we go it up down to down the orc fight? To the orcs. The lower you go, the 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 lower on the totem pole of importance to uh, the people here. Yeah. First, you went all the way to the top and you fought the Lang spiders. One escaped, and then you came down and you fought these guys. And in between, there's a there's another level, but the fireplace didn't open into that level. Correct. You, yeah. you the, between this level and the the Lang Lang spider, spider is the Volstus be, level. It was very high up. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then we've already searched this room to where it is, so our only option is to go east. And I'm guessing there's another or south, right? Uh, or are those stairs going down, Troy? The southwestern stairs are they? Oh going yes. Down? The stairs in this room. Go up in this room, and also the ones to the south. Wait. Yeah, the stairs in this room go up, and then the stairs that are, uh, you know, to the south of that room where you just fought that battle, those climb up, and you know where those climb up. Those climb up to the turrets. You haven't explored mm-hmm. them yet. Um, the turrets but, that overlook the garden. Uh, they overlook the whole southern part of the castle. Okay, um, that's where you, the the. Uh, Saddle. Saddles were and whatnot in the nest. Wait, the spiral stairs in the room with the dead fire giants go up? They go up, yeah. Yep. But you guys oh. just came here and said, you know what? We're taking one floor at a time. You saw the double doors leading out to the west and to the south, and you were like, let's take this one at a time. So there are stairs leading up as well. Oh, right. Oh. And that was a floor where you didn't get to because the, there was the, an opening in the, the secret fireplace ladder. secret ladder did not lead out to that floor. Right. Mm. I don't know what to do. I think we should go up the southwestern things and examine the okay. the turrets that we already sort of know are there. Like, let's just take or okay. or we go to the east as we, we go as, up. as we cross over there. Can we see further east? Yeah, I'm sorry, floor? I forgot about east. Let's go east and explore yeah. that. Is there anything down this way? And does this ladder also lead just straight down? Sorry, which east? Uh, the wide hallway to the. We're pinging now. Just. What do we see? Metro can see like 120. You've already feet. been over there. Oh, that's that the, the hallway? That ends it. Yeah, that's just a wall. Oh, okay. Oh, 
So the only ways are the stairs up by the fire giants or the stairs up to the... All right, let's do the yeah. stairs up. <laughs> Sorry for people at home who can't see this map. Yeah. But uh, the point is that uh, y- this floor looks like you've completely cleared it out unless oh there gosh. are other secret uh, entrances. And so your only uh, ways to new places are the staircase up to the south here that Metro's already been up or this staircase in the throne room or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so let's, you want to do the turrets because we know we're, yes. we're, we've seen those already. The devil you know or the devil you don't. Yeah, I don't want to go up those spiral staircase with the fire giants ever. So uh, I'll do the <laughs> southwestern stair here. Let's go up. Okay. They go Sir up. Will will go up. Metro says it's cool. He'll go up. You go first. Send the stealthiest. Clank, 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 clank. Yeah, I can, I can go. Oh, I can scout ahead. All right. Nesta scouts ahead. I will stealth up. <laughs> Nesta rolls a 34 for stealthins. 34 for stealthins. These boots were made for stealth. <laughs> All right, so you want to start stealthing up the staircase leading up. Okay, so who's behind Nestor? Nestor, you're going ahead, I'm assuming. Yeah. Let me reveal more of the staircase now that you can all see it. Oh, a landing. Yeah, it's a landing, and then it keeps climbing up. And again, at a certain point, you have to start making climb checks to get up these stairs. Oh, wow. Oh, my um, gosh. Some of the... St- the these, are, these are giant steps for huge creatures. Um, I'm not going to make you actually wear, uh, make those climb checks, but just imagine that's what you're doing. You're going up them very methodically, very slow. It's like Rick and Morty. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Sad. There's episode. a little bar here. On yeah. Kept it with a king jelly bean. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, all right. You scout ahead. Uh, I'm going to stay on the landing and just wait for Nestor's call to go forward if he's stealthing ahead. I'll follow Nestor, I suppose. I can be stealthy. So bear. Literally made of shadow. Let's go to a new map. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I've kind of placed you haphazardly here around this winding staircase, but um, Nestor and Metro would be in the front with Sir Will and Baron in the back, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hey, yeah, this is what I said, overlooking the garden. Yeah, overlooking the yeah, garden. This is did, the I, did I open the garden so you can see the garden below? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. One garden. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Um, this is awesome. And keep in mind, there's two ways you can go here. There's like a lone turret to the east and then to the southwest is what leads to where those nests were. Oh. Hmm. Come on. So did uh, did we have an encounter in there with the nests, or no, was that just something Metra came Metra up here spotted? So well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what, which let's southwest. Southwest. Let's go to the nests and kill whatever's in there if there's something left. Yeah. Take nests. away that mount. Nest to the nest. Nestor goes stealthily down the way. Uh, until he gets within about 15 feet of the opening of the room and can get a better view. And I'm going to do a perception check at that point. Uh, That's pretty good. That is a 35. 35. So 
there's a an enormous archway that opens into this circular room up ahead that is completely open to the sky. Um, two huge bird nests made of tree trunks and twisted interwoven branches. Um, you see two steel poles extending upward to a, a ledge that we, Metro's already seen before. So you can kind of reach the ledge from the steel poles. You might have to um, climb up there. You're not sure. Metro was flying, so she was able to just fly right up. But up ahead, it's all open to the sky, and you don't see anything in there. Okay. Nestor moves up right to the threshold, and he'll just gesture behind him for everybody else to come up. One thing I didn't say is the staircase that you came up kept going up. And so, Metro, you've been up to the level uh, above the poles. I think you flew up there. Uh-huh. And so that's how I remember it. And so up there is another walkway that leads to a staircase. So the point is, if you can't fly or climb up the poles, the staircase that you just came up will climb up above to the, the station above. Mm. Um, but where you are right now, Nestor, as you call the rest of the group forward, you just see that it opens up to the sky and then above you uh, is this half ledge uh, with a long walkway that mimics the walkway that you just uh, came down. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, uh, should we go to the throne room now? Uh, wait. So, if we come to this nest room, that's it. There's, there's, this is the whole nest room. It doesn't go deeper in. Yeah, it appears to just be a dead end with the exception of the ledge above and the nests. All right. Uh, so, turn back. Do you want to investigate the nest? Quick little search. Um, Dig around. Lexington may sure. find a place to... Uh, we'll investigate the nest. Do all of you walk uh, past the archway over to the nests? No. <laughs> Baron and Nestor will stay... Uh, Nestor can speak for himself, <laughs> but we're range characters guarding Sir Will's back. Yeah. Wait, so you just ordered me to rifle through the <laughs> shit I asked if you wanted to and you said sure. Ugh. Go dig around this animal's filth. Do you want me to take a nest bag. too? Alright, I'll go in. I'll take a nest too if you can plan it. I just thought this is something we were doing, Sheriff. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll go in there and stick my face in it. So Sir Will goes alone towards the nests. Yeah. Okay, so you go in uh, to explore the nests. It's a very strange feeling. Just these huge, huge tree trunks. You see bird droppings um, covering them, and, and they're just enormous. And you've now seen what the rock looks like that the cloud giant was on, so it makes sense. It's probably its nest. Um, but you're rifling around, and you look back at the group, and you hear something from above. The sound of wings. Oh, no. And all of you hear it. Nestor, Baron, and Metra, do you do anything? Uh, I cast Fly on Nestor. Ooh. Okay. Cool. Baron? Baron will hop onto his broom. <laughs> Nestor? Nestor is going to fly up to the top of the, the threshold. Just like so, his ceilings, his touches just get a little as high as he can. So he's Without, still at, at the still has an end of the room. Okay, uh, so he's about fifty feet up. That's where the ceiling is. Uh, obviously, above this on the walkway where the ledge is, that's open to the air. 
Sir Will, what do you do? I can't see a creature. You hear it. I just hear you it. You hear something, so you have a chance to react. Uh, <laughs> I will do total defense. Total defense. Coming out of the sky, you see that cloud giant on his rock. Oh, wow. Flying towards you. Oh, again. Okay. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it was already a long hit, but I kind of want to fight this motherfucker right I now. Just... I do the same thing. <laughs> he will never fly over open ground oh. again. He will only fly over Castle Rampart. His rock just has, like, aluminum foil all over the top of his skull. What was funny is he came in, he was flying on a rock, and then he ended up dropping like a rock. Oh! oh. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.